Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to yet another episode of Random Encounters. I'm your host, Nick. I'm Matt. And we are here to, yet again, pull a random monster from a random monster manual. I have in my hands Dungeons & Dragons 3.5 edition monster manual number 5. The one with the really cool artistic-y illithid head on there. That's pretty neat. And I am opening up to page 82. 82. And this one, Matt, you're not going to get. Okay. It's called a Taunting Haunt. And it's actually a part of a lot, kind of a lot like we did last week where there was the umbrella of Naga and then there's Water Naga and Guardian. This one has all sorts of things. It's really cool. It's actually, there's a bridge haunt and a forest haunt and the Taunting Haunt. And this thing, it here's the the picture. It's a it's basically a a basically a dwarven or maybe halfling jester with sharp bloody teeth holding its stomach and pointing and laughing. It is, and I'll read. I'll do a little uh, flavor text here. The spectral image of a short, rotund human wearing a tattered jester's outfit appears before you. It bursts into laughter and points at you. Its laughter grows so violent that it falls to the floor, still laughing and pointing. Terrifying. Absolutely, to begin with. That being said, it's only a CR4. It is usually chaotic neutral. Usually. That is an interesting choice. I've never seen that before. Some more stats here. It had... There, you have a mischance of fifty percent because it's incorporeal. Okay, that's that's a neat neat touch. It's immune to. Oh, it has incorporeal immunities and undead immunities. It's got a lot for for only a level four. It's got a lot going on here. Yeah. So for some lore using religion or bardic knowledge, with a roll of fourteen. You know, this is a taunting haunt, the bitter spirit of a troubadour, jester, or bard. This result reveals all undead traits and incorporeal traits. If you roll a 19, you learn when a taunting haunt decides to shadow a victim, it can cause that person to speak the opposite of what is intended. Already that's cool. Hmm. Rolling a 24, you see taunting haunts are expert liars. Never believe what one says unless you defeat it in a battle of wits. And at 29, a taunting haunt can be defeated only if it loses a battle of wits or its final wishes are met. Otherwise, it returns within a day. So you can fight it. I guess, presu- like physically, yeah, yeah. I guess you could physically fight it, but it just, it just, just poofs and responds. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it is keeping with the haunt... Um, oh yeah, right. Thing where you have to basically satisfy the haunt as opposed to just defeating it. Yeah, what is keeping it on this material plane? Yeah. By the the HP, it says it has thirty nine, and then after that, it says encore, which I'm guessing is the respawn. I would kind imagine, of thing. Yeah. This is the encore entry, fueled by anger and bitterness. A taunting haunt is difficult to send to its final rest. A taunting haunt that is destroyed by any means returns to existence after 24 hours. These creatures can be driven away only when defeated in a battle of wits or put to rest only when their final wishes are met. Okay, we already saw all of that. Yeah. 
So a battle of wits, is that like a just a contest? We actually have an entry called Battle of Wits right oh, okay. here. Good. The only way to defeat them is a battle of wits. Usually a victim gets rid of a haunt when it grows bored and moves on to a new audience. Adventurers who turn or destroy the spirit win the honor of a repeat performance soon after. A battle of wits with a taunting haunt involves riddles, jokes, and other competitions. In game terms, the haunt and its opponent take turns choosing knowledge and perform skills, then make opposed checks involving the chosen skill. The first person to win three checks wins the competition. A haunt expects a magic item worth 500 gold pieces from the PCs if it wins. <laughs> oh. If the characters win, the haunt leads them to a hidden treasure with a value appropriate to its CR and agrees to leave them alone. When resolving a battle of wits, you can replace the skill checks with riddles and questions for an interesting role-playing encounter. Regardless of how you handle the battle, the PCs should gain experience points for defeating a taunting haunt, whether they drive it off, send it against someone else, or otherwise remove it as an annoyance. So even with defeating it in a in a battle of wits, it doesn't sound like you're you're killing it. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just it just won't bug you anymore. Yeah. Because you you bested it. It shows yeah, it's, that it, it's... it respects you now. Yeah, exactly. So the only way to really get rid of it for good, I mean, obviously, it if it's not going to bother you anymore, then I guess that's just as good. Right, yeah. But the only way to get rid of it is to, what, satisfy its final demands or something? I guess so, that? yeah. Let's see. It does say, at the end of the encore, it says, in a battle of wits or put to rest only when their final wishes are met. And then, then it says, see below. A taunting haunt can go to its final rest if someone resolves whatever caused it to become undead. A wandering bard killed by a cruel tyrant might pass on if a party overthrows the tyrant's descendants. So it could be... It's a quest. What a good hook. Yeah. Yeah, that's really neat. But that being said, it says in here that it is a twisted, jealous spirit, but they pose minimal physical threat. So they're just annoying. Yeah, yeah. Yet they are dreaded by almost anyone unfortunate enough to encounter them. With their biting sense of humor and relentless spirit, they can prove more difficult to handle than foes in a stand-up fight. So what they are, is they're a 10-year-old who you laugh once and they keep doing the exact same thing mm. to get you to laugh again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just want... Cool. They just want the attention. I don't need any more of those in my life. They have a move called Tripping Tongue. They can force... Oh, we saw this earlier. Where they can force an opponent to speak the opposite of an intended statement. An entreaty for peace becomes a challenge to battle. A friendly greeting becomes an insulting threat. Three times per day, as an immediate action, a taunting haunt can attempt to reverse an opponent's intended words. If the foe succeeds on a DC-15 will, this ability has no effects. Anyone listening to a creature affected by this ability can make a DC-15 sense motive check to notice that the affected creature has been compelled to speak unintended words. So it's not a... The way I had initially thought was that, say, you're the PC mm -hmm. and you say something and then I'm playing as the DM with a taunting haunt and then I just take what you say and twist it. Whereas if you say... We mean you no harm. I say, no, no, those are fighting words, you know, roll for initiative. But what it sounds like when you're reading is that 
as the DM, I need to tell you that you are under this haunt and you need to adjust your speech. Oh, I suppose you could do it either way. Well, the only reason I say that is because it sounds like it affects more than just the DM or more than just the taunting haunt. Yeah, but the DM could say, you say this, but it comes out as... Oh yes. yeah, I guess you could do it that way yeah. more narratively. Or or the the you can even just say it to the rest of the party is is he said that but you're hearing this. That that's true. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. And then there he's got one one more ability called vicious lampoon, which is a lot like vicious mockery in 5e when an opponent within 30 feet misses with an attack. A taunting haunt can, as an immediate action, deliver a short, scathing commentary on that foe's competence or lack thereof. The subject must succeed on a DC-15 will save or take a negative two penalty on attack rolls, ability checks, and skill checks for one round. So yeah, that's Vicious Mockery, because Vicious Mockery gives them a disadvantage on the next attack roll. Yeah. As the DM, I would roleplay the hell out of that. Oh yeah, that's great. That's really cool. This is a really cool critter here. Yeah, I like that. I didn't realize they had haunts in the monster manual. I think that's really cool. I mean, haunt is just another word for a ghost, essentially. Yeah, but that's but the true. way that they've built this, and I'm sure it's the same case with the forest and the bridge, they they've really played on the haunt aspect of it, the disappearing and coming back, yeah. and and they they've given them some some really good serious flavor here. Yeah. I like that a lot. Who, if you had to cast this haunt, who would be the, uh, I would imagine, a comedian of some sort? There is actually a guy from the Renaissance Festival. One of his characters is called Christoph the Insulter. And okay. he, this guy, I love his writing. Uh, Christopher Buhlman, look up his writing, his his. His book, The Necromancer's House, is one of my all-time favorite books. But he's he's a, a brilliant mind in a brilliant way, and he would be perfect for this. But in terms of of actual celebrity, I would go with I don't know. I mean, just being tiny, I I, I see Peter Dinklage, but but as long as he doesn't have to do his his horrible accent from uh, <laughs> from from Game of Thrones. Mm-mm. I don't know. Jack Black, maybe? I could see that. If we were going living or dead, I'd go Don Rickles. But... Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. I see that. But yeah, I can see Jack Black doing it. Too. Yeah. In his non-family-friendly like roles that he's been doing a lot of lately. His kind of edgier stuff before he got so big, I think. Yes. Tenacious D era. Oh, yeah, yeah. Basically, anyone, anyone with a good wit. Yep. A biting wit. Yeah, just that quick, sharp. Yeah. And honestly, the just looking at the image in the book itself, I could see that Jeff Ross. Mm. Jeff Ross would be good. Yeah. <laughs> Taunting haunts are role-playing challenges. They can prove annoying, but they lack attacks or abilities to directly kill. Oh, that's that's true. Yeah. They don't have – oh, that's really true. I didn't even think about that. They have their spell-like abilities. At will, they can cast Daze, Ghost Sound, Summon Instrument. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's amazing. 
Uh, three times a day, they can cast Grease, Invisibility, and Tasha's Hideous Laughter. One time a day, they can cast Fear and Glibness. These are amazing. It's like being followed by the all three Stooges. Yeah. And you are the target of all three yeah. of them. These are really cool. I'm I'm not upset about about finding these. No. Now for the the wit challenge, would you would you role play it or would you do the the act the opposed checks or how would you do that or would it depend on who you're playing it with? I guess it would yeah, it would depend on the players. It would be so boring to just do three opposed roles. Yeah, I know. But that being said, how fair is it? Like, how do you prep your players to say, hey, you need some riddles on this for this game, this this next session that's coming up, you know? I, I think that's exactly how you do it. Just be direct and say, listen, there's there's a chance you're going to run into something where you're going to need riddles. Okay. Or just, you know, uh, send them a website link or something along those lines. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of apps and, and websites and whatnot where you can just go get a couple. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, so it would be – if that were the case, would it just go back and forth until they, they couldn't – until someone failed three times on, on answering a riddle? I think that's – Whether it's players versus DM, you know? Yeah. Pro- I would say probably. I The concern there is just grinding everything to a halt. I know. Because it you're would, sitting there thinking. It would slow down a lot. Yeah. But that being said, I know – I'd be hard pressed to find a, a D and D player who doesn't like a good riddle. That's true, and honestly, it would be a lot more interesting because you're asking the group. Oh yeah, so, so you've got the whole party to exactly. think. Yeah, they're they're going back and forth with one another, so that would be very interesting yeah. to just see that process unfold. But if they ask you and you're just sitting there That's for ten the minutes trying part. to figure yeah. it out, yeah, yeah, maybe you. I don't know. Do you make it the? Do you make the haunts? Just a roll? That's not that doesn't seem fair though. No, it doesn't. I that's, would say that's tricky. Maybe you maybe you you do make a roll, but the roll is like a D six and that's how much time you have to figure out the riddle. Mm, something along those okay, lines. Okay, you time it, sure. And then you just role play that the haunt gets upset and he says, all right, fine, you win this one. And then he, he does another one. It's, yeah, It's like right. uh, Bilbo and Gollum. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, or if you roll a good enough, give them one chance. Oh, okay, so you start with I, – I like, the, I like the, the D6 idea. I also think maybe they, they get – just maybe just one one chance to roll a knowledge or just a, a raw int a knowledge riddle yeah to to get a clue maybe or something to get a hint i don't know they get to phone a friend yeah something that's like... really that's really tough yeah that's really really tough it br- definitely brings a whole new role playing aspect to it yeah. It's not just conversation back and forth or mm-hmm. planning or something like yeah. that. There's there's a lot of really intense brain work here that like you said, you gotta 
you have to have the party that's up for it, obviously. Yeah. But it's something that could really be interesting. And, I mean, a couple times now we've talked about just those memorable moments. And I think this could be one of those times yeah. where, remember when we had that battle of wits against that? Yeah. Against Don Rickles and we won? And I, I think... I think this thing is so cool, but I think you got to have some serious chops as a DM to oh, yeah. be able to improv. Otherwise, otherwise, what's the point? Like, you got to experience this. Yeah, you can't be told about this. This is not a beginner's monster, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could even you could play a dragon, and dragons are, I would say, are probably fairly tough to play just be based on intelligence and whatnot, yeah. and, and power, but. This is you got like you said you have to have the wit you have to have the intelligence and just kind of that speed of delivery mm-hmm. of a stand up comedian yeah. basically to and, do it and you're juggling everything else as a DM yeah you know you, yeah. I mean granted you're not juggling combat so you don't have to worry about that aspect but you're still you you still have to deal with the rest of this world and making sure that all of your players are immersed in it you're not juggling combat at that moment but if they do not dispel this haunt you will be eventually because it will follow you yeah yeah this is the worst npc to play yeah is it is it tied to a location or is it tied to a person it sounds like oh i got it right here okay a typical taunting haunt picks out an important figure for continual harassment yeah the haunt introduces itself insults its mark and uses its perform comedy skill to poke fun it follows its target offering running commentary on that person's ineptitude (laughs) you know what this would be a perfect guest spot yeah if you have somebody that comes in Mm -hmm. that has the chops for it obviously they don't necessarily want to play a full combat like just roll up a new character yeah but can you sit there and just insult these guys for three hours? All right, I got oh, I got something for you. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So yeah, it's so. So the real trick is to. I mean, I guess it's not that much of a trick. the The first step is to how do you, how do you get your players to, come into this thing and. Who is it attracted to, and and how is it how does it latch onto them? That's a good question. I mean, it could be anything. It, 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 yeah. It maybe they just happen to be at the right spot when it it reforms well, or something. Yeah, along that those I lines. would say that that part is fairly easy. It's just okay. You you happen upon some ruins or something, mm-hmm. and it's sitting there, and it looks out of place. But as you happen upon it, you can kind of see the steps, like behind the actual figure itself, so it looks a little eerie. Oh yeah, and then he calls you. You know, some really terrible name and decides to follow you forever. Yeah. And it's where to it go. Uh, the haunt introduces itself, insults its mark, and uses a perform comedy skill to poke fun. Like that, that implies a role to That's use true. perform comedy. What are you rolling there? Like you roll and it, and then you tell the players that it tells a really good joke or a really bad joke. Or like do you what's have, the role there? Do you have to have a, couple insults in like you have a you have a zinger mm-hmm. and you really do but it's your d20 zinger you, or it's you your, your natural one, <laughs> and so you just have to say nice shoes 
<laughs> yeah, maybe it starts it starts small. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I really like that. Yeah, to to have different tiers of jokes in the bag for how you're going to roll. That's really clever. This there is a lot of work. I was just going to say that behind the this prep thing for this alone is more than you probably would for an actual an actual session fight with a dragon. Well, yeah. yeah, that too. Yeah. Cuz I mean particularly with dragons, they lay out so much for you with a dragon. You oh, sure. know what a dragon is going to do. Exactly. But this thing is this is like 80% improv. Yeah. Which makes it incredible to play. Like I I want this in my in my game. Yeah. But it is so like you said before, you you're doing this, but you're also managing every other bit and piece of this world. Mm-hmm. That is rough. Yeah. And it's and it's not like it's not like you come upon this, you fight it and kill it, and you're done. Like if you don't figure this out, this thing follows you. Yeah. So it's it that's even more work for the DM is you've got to keep everything else going. It's not a, a single, like hermetically sealed thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm oh, I'm so into this thing. And so basically for all intents and purposes, when initiative is rolled, you roll initiative for this as well. I guess to, so. Or it just goes on the initiative of the the character that it was that it's attached to. But you you're doling out insults every single oh, yeah. round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it's attached to them, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not gonna fight, but it's oh, so it's good. just sitting in the back. It's Statler and Waldorf. Yeah. Do you immediately let them know about the Battle of Wits? Or do you let them suffer and and Put more more burden on yourself by making it carry them through, and maybe they have to go to a priest or something, or or someone who who would know how to get rid of this thing. Oh, that's a good good question. I think that I I think I just I decided how I would do it. Is is that? Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, you can't have a battle. Like I was thinking that maybe the the haunt starts to ask riddles. But it's not really a battle if he's just asking yeah. riddles because he's not answering and therefore he's not going to – he'll never win Yeah, if you're just answering riddles. Or maybe that's enough of a trigger that you hope that they that they ask back and, and, and he – and that inspires him to bring it up. I don't, I don't know. I can see that. Like you, you ask – maybe you ask two or three and they don't necessarily get all of them right. And then they ask one, and you're like, oh, battle of wits. Okay. Yeah. And something along those lines. But that's something that you can do on the way to the priest or on mm-hmm. the way to the the shaman or whatever to to uh shed a little light on this. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think it's something that I would tell them right away though, because it is such a cool role playing moment that you don't want yeah. it to be over before you can actually get some mileage out of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm I'm just digging the heck out of this thing though. Yep. I'm I'm so happy. And I'm I'm actually going to read up on the other haunts too cuz if if this one is so so meaty and 
really cool, just genuinely yeah. really cool, then then I, I I'm really interested to see what they've done. Cause the other two, like this one has two pages worth of 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 info, as do the others. The forest haunt is two pages. Yeah. And the bridge is two pages. And that's just three haunts. There's a boatload of them. Yeah. That you can choose from too. So yeah, I think it would be interesting to do almost a um like a haunted house or a or hmm. something like that where it's you're gonna have some combat, but there's a lot of this just kind of weird psychological <laughs> yeah. torture for lack sure. of a better term. Yeah. And that's and that's one instance where you could make it just a, a central single thing. Yeah. Is make him really obnoxious and make them have to do the the riddles right there. Oh sure. That's if that could be just a, a nugget in and of itself. Definitely. I I can't get away from just using this as the running commentary mm-hmm. through the entire rest of your campaign because you cannot answer three riddles oh, that's correctly. So good. So so cool. And one one last thing that I think is really the perfect button. At the bottom of the alignment paragraph, they are, without exception, chaotic. Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally. Oh, they are. I'm I'm so proud of this guy. Yeah, I really like this. So I guess uh one out of ten belly laughs. What would you give this thing? I mean, I at first glance, I want to give it 10. But you, I think based on our fairly established parameters at this point, I'm, you can't build a campaign around just this guy, I don't think. I don't. I don't think 10 has to necessarily be like the end-all, be-all purpose of a campaign. It could just be so uniquely interesting. I would give it a 10 without a doubt. I would give it a 10. I'm going to I would go with 9, I okay. think. Even based on those parameters, I would give it a 9 cuz I just there've been a couple monsters and a couple things that we've talked about in the months that we've done this where I'm like, okay, that's going in a campaign or I'm writing a story about that or something along those lines. Let me read you one more line. Oh, all right. A taunting haunt might even help particularly enjoyable victims of its torments stay alive. Ten. Ten? Does that does that do it? Ten. Does that push it over? Ten. How yeah. cool. What yeah. an annoying PC that you're stuck with as a curse. So you okay. <laughs> so you are dropped to zero hit points. And your your last thought is I'm finally done with this curse. And then he cure light wounds. Well, I, I don't he can't do that. I know, but I I he would distract other yes. creatures and give them disadvantage or something. Oh, I have so many ideas for yeah. this thing now. I love everything about it. Everything. About you know, it. now that I think about it, you could you could build a whole campaign around this. This is the first thing that you see or the first first thing that you meet. And this is it just follows you all the way through. And it's either this or some iteration of this. And you the whole purpose is to to get rid of it, to 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 do what it needs to do. Yeah. But it just that task just lead you it just fetch quest this then this then this then this then yeah. this through the whole campaign and every time <laughs> you amazing. every time you finish he says 
Sorry, Mario, or Princesses in yeah, Another exactly. Castle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so good. It's so very good. It is. It is an awesome monster, and yeah, I am really glad that you found this. That's it. The um, ten belly laps for the taunting haunt. So good, and and the best part is there are no combat stats. There's nothing you can bring this into any iteration of the game that you want. Oh yeah, you just got to have the the mental chops to be able to 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 back it up. Very cool. Yeah, you can reskin this thing to to any. Any, any iteration. Any anything. flavor, yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's such a cool way to do, just to add something memorable mm-hmm. to your combat. If you have a player that is just inept on the die yeah. roll. Notoriously rolls poorly. Yeah, every Boom, single. Yeah, yeah. This is his his curse, mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, I, I, I need to find a way to use that. Yep. Well, that is what a delight, what a delightful surprise. Yeah. That was the taunting haunt, and this has been Random Encounters. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with another random monster from a random monster manual.